Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. Um, how many appreciates Christmas? Amen. How many appreciates that the reason for the season is Jesus? Amen. And how many appreciates that, uh, that God made a big decision, Father God, Jesus, the Son, the Holy Ghost, that they were not going to be on men leading them, men and women, but they were going to be in men and women leading them, boys and girls. That's why Jesus came. So let's pray over the word this morning. Father, we thank you today that, Emmanuel, you are with us and in us. We're not led by feelings. We're not led by stars anymore. We're not led by any of those things. We're only led by the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the person of God on the inside of us. And Father, I thank you today that that everyone here, we come here today. And a lot of us come today just to honor you, Lord Jesus, but we got some stuff going on in our life. We've got pressures and situations and all kinds of things happening. And we thank you today that you're going to neutralize all those things. That the peace that's on the inside of you is going to help us all walk in a grace this Christmas. And we thank you for the generosity, Father, of you sending Jesus for us, Jesus, you living and dying for us. Holy Spirit, for you leading and comforting us. We thank you for the generosity of heaven that's transitioned through us to be your agents of love and grace on the earth. And in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. If you got your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, uh, I just want to remind you today, Jesus did a lot of speaking about finding lost things. There's stories in the Bible about a lady who lost a coin and she swept, lit the house up and she swept vigorously till she found the lost coin. I believe 2020 is going to be a year of finding things that was lost in 2019. Maybe even further back. Maybe you lost some of your joy and your peace. Maybe your joy and peace is if something acts a certain way or feels a certain way but the joy and the peace resides on the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you lost a loved one in 2019 or even behind that and there's still a tremendous pain in your life and you're going through that hurt maybe you lost a dream along the way maybe you thought you'd be further along than you are right now whatever has been lost the Bible teaches us through the parables of Jesus that those things can be found led by the Holy Spirit the woman lost the coin found the coin gathered up her whole family and friends said look I found what was lost The man lost one sheep out of a hundred. Ninety-nine were secure. Ninety-nine were in place, but one was lost. And he searched and searched till he found the one, put it upon his shoulders, and carried it back to the fold. Maybe you've got family that's lost, relationally lost. They're not connected anymore, or they're disconnected. Maybe you've got family that has changed situations and it doesn't act like it used to be. I want to encourage you in 2020 that God will bring those things back to pass or He'll create New purposes or traditions for your family. How many of those uh, families always on the move? How many say amen? amen? And we're changing and growing. 
and all of those things. I want to encourage you that with Emmanuel with us that we're going to have the opportunity to find things that were lost. And also there was a lost son. Maybe you have a lost son or daughter. Maybe you have a grandson or granddaughter that's away from God. They've turned from God. Or maybe they've never had or found God. I want to encourage you in 2020 because Emmanuel is with us that we'll be able to find those things that was lost. Maybe that passion you used to have for the Lord, that excitement. Maybe when you first got saved or filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe when you first discovered you had a call upon this earth and the, the weights of the world, the cares of the world, the situations of life has weighted you down and you lost that, um, for a better word, the righteous brothers used to sing, that good, that love and feeling. Maybe you've lost that. Maybe it's based on how things look or feel of how you release love. I'm very thankful this morning that we're here celebrating the goodness of God and freedom. How many say amen? amen? I'm so thankful today our nation is a nation of freedom, but also our nation is taking back freedoms we have lost. I'm so thankful today that Jesus is being placed back in a place of lordship over this nation. Look what it says in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Jesus, uh, Joseph, before they came together, had any relationship, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just and righteous man, not wanting to make, a public, make her a public example, was mindful to put her away secretly. But while he thought about those things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit she will bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins so all this was done that it might be fulfilled the words which were spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they'll call his name Emmanuel everybody say Emmanuel Emmanuel's translated, God is with us. Then Joseph got up from the sleep and carried on with the direction of God. I want to encourage you today that on the inside of you as a believer, God wants to lead you into the next steps and seasons of your life. I want to encourage you no matter what went well or what went wrong this year, no matter how bright it was or how dark it was, I want to encourage you we have the Emmanuel on the inside of us. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2, it says, through his death, he would destroy the one who had been given over to death, the devil himself. Aren't you glad the devil has been rendered helpless by the power of Jesus Christ? Amen. How many glad we've been put in charge? We've been put in dominion. Guys, we've been put in charge. You say, well, God's in charge of the whole earth. Well, sovereignly, he's over the whole earth. But I'm telling you something. If God was in charge, people wouldn't be starving in nations. If God was in charge, war would be ended. And when Jesus comes back and rules and reigns, the Bible says they'll learn war no more. There'll be no more war. But until then, the war with us is the good fight of faith, the war of the Spirit. And it also says in Hebrews, it also says he became a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, being made like his brothers and sisters in all respects. In other words, Jesus came and was born in that manger in the form of a human and he lived a sinless life so you and I can grab a hold of what he did. Amen. That you and I don't have to be good enough because he was good enough. That you and I don't have to follow rules 
because he fulfilled all rules and regulations. And the Bible says you shall call his name Jesus for he will save the people from their sins. Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, Yahweh saves means Jesus. The translation of Yahweh saves, God saves, it's the translation is Jesus. And all that took place that was fulfilled with the prophets had spoken. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. How many believes that this morning? That's part of our tenements of what we believe. A virgin bore and had a son, and his name was Jesus. They named him Emmanuel. He was born in Bethlehem, that was prophesied. All these things came to pass that was prophesied. And the truth is, God wanted to get to me and you. God run us down through a baby. God come after us through a baby. He didn't arrive in an entourage. He didn't stay in a five-star hotel. He stayed in a messy stable. God wanted to prove it can't get messy enough, dark enough, dirty enough that I won't come after my people. God, as we sang this morning, he'll climb any mountain. He'll push through any darkness to get to his people. He'll do anything to get to his people. And he chose the form of coming through a baby. A baby. Now, they couldn't find. They went up and down the streets that night. They couldn't find a place to stay. They couldn't find a place suitable. And think about that. After riding hundreds of miles, think about riding all the miles Mary did on a donkey, ready to give birth. Think about that. And, and the discouragement of can't find a place to stay. I'm telling you, it doesn't get messy enough for God to get to me and you. It doesn't get messy enough to get to the addicts today that are addicted to whatever. It could be from cocaine to porn. It could be to Big Macs. Addiction's addiction. It could be to anger. It could be to fear. Addiction's addiction. It could be to gossip. It could be to anything. Addiction is addiction. It is chains that bind our minds, binds our souls, sometimes binds our bodies. God said, I'm going to solve that with a baby. I'm going to take the simplicity of a baby to solve the complexity of sin's problem. And he did that. But they, had to, they couldn't get a room in the inn. They couldn't find a place. And the roomkeeper said, I got a stable, I got a barn, I got a whatever. The king of kings and the lord of lords went into a messy barn. I've been raised with barns. They're full of dirt and cobwebs in the corners. They're full of dust. I've been around barns all my life. And usually they have an odor. Whatever type of animal's in that barn, if it's a horse, it smells like horses. Cows smell like cows. Pigs smell like pigs. Sheep smell like sheep. Barns smell like barns. How many say amen? And I'm, prom I'm promising you, the animals that was in that stable ate prior to him coming. And they ate in the manger that he would be laid in. He didn't have a topper. He didn't have a Sealy topper mattress to be laid in. He didn't have people waiting on him. He had a manger waiting for him. Let me tell you something about a manger. When animals eat, they all don't go down their throat. They slobber and stuff fall out in the manger. How many's ever been around a barn? How many say amen? They don't eat at all. And the older they get, the more, the less they eat because they don't have the teeth to eat right, just slobbered. And sometimes the animals get confused and turn around and what they ate comes out the other end in the trough. How many say amen? The troughs are messy. The barn was cold. It was dark. But God said, that's not too big a mess for me. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my son with the most humble beginning he can have, and he's going to be born in a stable. He's going to be born in a manger. He's going to be born in a mess. Maybe right now you've got a mess. You don't know what to do with a relationship in your life. Maybe you're in a relationship you don't know what to do.
Maybe, maybe part of your heart wants to move forward in it. Part of your heart wants to alleviate the relationship. Maybe you, maybe you have something so disappointing on the inside of you. Maybe your, your, your job, maybe where you work, you know that's not the best place for you. You know God has something better. But you need the faith to pull the trigger. Maybe you need the faith to pull the trigger to get married. You know, living together is not right, guys. Why does it get so quiet? We've numbed down in America living together. Living, God can't honor living together. I'll just throw it out there too. Premarital sex ain't good. What's this doing about Christmas? I'm trying to help you have a better one. I mean, say amen. amen. I'm telling you, this is just truth. Because God loves you. It's not ten commandments, ten suggestions. Jesus said, I, I wrote them all down into three. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. Just get in. Jesus got in. He got in the manger. Then he got out of the manger, depended on Joseph and Mary. And he grew up, and they divinely warned again, went to Egypt because there was somebody after him, Herod, trying to kill him. I'm telling you, the devil's after your future. He's trying to destroy your future. He might not be able to keep you out of heaven, but he can keep heaven out of you on this earth if you listen to him. Why am I talking about this? I want you to have a blessed Christmas. I want Emmanuel to live with me and you. I want things that's held us back in Christmas past to be loosed by the power of God. How many say amen? I just want us to trust Jesus. Trust Emmanuel with all of our heart. Because God's used to messy things. He's used to messy situations. And God loves you. There is nothing, no sin, no failure, no, no disappointment that will keep God's love from you. He will keep coming after you because he's a master finding lost things. The truth is we don't find the Lord because he's not lost. The truth is we don't find the Lord because he's not lost. The truth is he finds us. And we submit to him. And we commit to him. How many say amen? And we, we turn our life over to him. Just a few, just a few quick references to this baby Jesus who grew up and became the hands and the feet of Father God and the voice of God. A messy, broken situation. Relationships can be messy and broken. Bodies can be broken. Situations can be broken. Losses can be messy disappointments. But just like the woman at the well, and she comes out, and this baby Jesus has grown up, and he's found himself in scriptures, and he's beginning to identify why he's on the earth. This woman comes to the well in the middle of the day. Women didn't come to the well at the middle of the day because it's too hot to carry the water parts, water part, pots back. And he spoke to her. She spoke to him. He said, give me a drink. Well, you don't have a pot. He says, what I got, a pot can't contain. What I got's eternal. What I got will keep you alive forever. What I got will allow you to live in peace and grace. And he forgave her. He prophesied to her. He told her she'd had five other men in her life, and she's living with the six, five other husbands. He, and he told her, lady, I don't judge you. Go and sin no more. She became the first evangelist, the first woman evangelist in the New Testament. For people who have problems with women preaching, get over it. I can't say it any plainer. Get over it. Some of the best preachers on the planet are female. And the, the truth is God doesn't get into gender. He gets into obedience. I don't know why I get so stirred up. I just want us to have a good Christmas. Let me say amen. I just want us to have a honey-baked ham, a nice turkey, and 
Amen. Just presence. And I just want to give you the presence of Emmanuel this morning if you already have. How many has got Jesus in your heart right now? Emmanuel lives there. He wants to live through you. He wants you to live inside out, not outside in. He wants you to live not by pressure, but by his presence. He wants us to live led of the Lord, full of peace and joy, and get rid of judgment, praise God. So that's one lady he dealt with. Another lady's caught in adultery. You know, he had all kinds of men he dealt with. Peter just Peter is the president of anger management situations. How many say amen? Peter's always mad, cutting people's ears off. He's mad. He's mad. But I'm telling you, he had a passion for Christ. He had a passion to understand if you don't get it revelationally, if you don't get it from heaven, you're not going to get it horizontal until you get it from heaven first sometimes. And Peter had such a, such a grace on his life. The woman caught in adultery. They're all ready to stone her by law they could stone her because she commit, a, a, you know, an unbearable sinful situation. And Jesus basically said, basically, if you, if you got no sin in your life, start throwing, they start dropping rocks. Bump, 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 bump. I believe in 2020 we're going to have a drop Rock dropping revival. Bump, bump, bump. People are going to quit judging each other. I'm talking about the church first. Amen. Well, your doctrine's not right, or your clothes are not right, or your songs are not right, or this is not right. I believe the rock dropping is going to start in the church. Then the people will run to the church because judgment has left. I just want everybody to have a nice Christmas, honey baked ham, turkey breasts. And Jesus looked at her and said, where are your accusers? said, they've all gone. said, I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. I'm telling you, this Emmanuel thing, Jesus in us, the Spirit of God in us, this Emmanuel thing, living inside out, oh, it takes so much pressure on trying to please everybody, try to dance to every tune, try to make everybody happy. I want to tell you something. If you try to make everybody happy, you'll go insane because you don't have the ability to make everybody happy. Only Jesus can bring true happiness. Amen? And then married Martha, he just basically told the girls, girls, primary thing, spirit first, flesh second. Spirit first, flesh second. Primary thing, get in my presence, get in my word, spend time with me, we'll get this other stuff done. And if we come a little short in the preparation of this stuff over here, what the world says we got to have, well, we've got to have a honey-baked ham to have a great Christmas. We've got to have, no, you've got to have the peace of God to have a great Christmas. I'm telling you, you can have hot dogs and pork and beans with the presence of God and beat all the honey-baked hams in the world. And I love honey-baked ham. If anybody wants to give me a honey-baked ham, I'll set it at the end of my drive and wait for you. But it is not, it is not what's going to make me happy this Christmas. It's the presence of God. It's my children and the purpose of God. It's my wife, it's you guys, it's my family. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. God's really into fixing broken things. And I believe this Christmas is just going to be a preload to what's going to happen in 2020 with the fixing of broken things. So I want to pray for you before we before I get ready here. We're going to receive communion. That's one of the greatest blessings we can do unto the Lord and ourselves. And uh, Brother Frank's going to come up here and we're going to receive communion. But I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about things that have caused you hurt or pain this year. It, it could be a sin that so easily besets you or me. It could be a weight or pressure of unfulfilled or unrealistic expectations. I just want you to see Emmanuel on the inside cutting you loose from those things. Unloosening the chains, cutting the ropes. I just want to see yourself loving yourself through Christ. I, I just want to see yourself with a brand new start. 
I just want to see you loving God so much that you're going to trust him and following his word. In anything he directs us to, from dealing with abuses and everything from, like I said, it could be from overeating to addictions to whatever. I want you to see yourself in 2020. It could be fear has held you back in 2020 and going in 2019 and going into 2020 you want to be fearless whatever it is whatever it is that area you and I need to trust God in I just want to see you as I pray for you being loose Father God I just speak a loosening today Lord Jesus you came in a messy manger and you died on a messy cross to give us a clean life and Father there's going to be messes that we walk through trials and tests and situations and questions but, Father God, I thank you that, Emmanuel, you live on the inside of us. And I thank you today, Father God, that you're going to lead us from the inside out. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons and daughters of God. As we renew our mind, replace the wrong thoughts with your thoughts, we're going to be changed. We're going to be discipled. We're going to be moved from one place to another, from one faith to the next, from one glory to the next until we walk into that good and acceptable and finally the perfect will of God for our life. Father, I thank you. You never give up on us. You never quit and you're constantly seeking us. As the prodigal son, you ran toward him as he turned toward you. Father, I think there's a lot of turning, turning toward Emmanuel, being God-led, being spirit-led. Father, I pray for everyone in this room to have a breakthrough have a breakthrough the end of this year, the first of next year, a breakthrough into your complete leading and control and grace in our life. A breakthrough into the dreams and desires that you put on the inside of us. A breakthrough as the church becomes one, as we become union together. And Father, if there's anyone here today that needs to make you their Lord and Savior, they need to accept that baby Jesus who grew up into a man and hung on a cross and arose on the third day. If there's anyone here today that said, I want to make Jesus my Lord, or I want to return to the Lord Jesus. I want to I return. I've been away. I've done my thing like the prodigal. I'm sorry. I want to return to that fellowship. I'd like to pray for you today. We will not embarrass you in no way, but we'll pray. You'll have that confidence as you leave that you are in the right position and place with the Lord Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Thank you. Anyone else? Say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Today I'm going to make it for sure. Thank you. I'm not going to move ahead until I make it sure. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Everybody look up. The Bible says if we confess in our heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. How many believes the Bible's true? The Bible also says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive, forgive us as if sin never, ever was committed. So let's say this all together with those that raise their hands. Those that raise their hands, there's a little card in front of you. If you would pick that up in the seat tray in front of you, fill it out, give it to an usher on your way out. We want to have a connection with you. We want to help you in your next steps, which include next steps and all those other things. Let's say out loud, say, thank you, Father, for sending baby Jesus in that messy stable for me. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God that you rose from the dead and you paid my debts. 
Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I turn from my sin. And from this Christmas on, you will be my Emmanuel. In Jesus' name, amen.